Welcome to the Chicago Golf Report Podcast, brought to you by ChicagoGolfReport.com, covering everything golf in Chicago. Our guest this episode is PGA professional Jeff Lound. Jeff is the head teaching professional at the Tourbound Golf Academy in downtown Chicago and is also an instructor at Glencoe Golf Club. Visit Tourbound Golf Academy for more information. Excellent. So uh, I guess let's begin with uh, if you could kind of give a little bit of a background of uh, how you got into golf and the golf business and, and made your way here to Chicago. Well, thanks. Well, yeah, I, uh, I guess maybe a, a common introduction to the game. Uh, my father was an avid golfer and enjoyed the game, and I, I would go along and uh, hit some balls at the driving range and, and caddy for him as a as a young kid and and then from there I just enjoyed all sports really growing up and uh, I was I was lucky to get a little bit of talent and uh, and I, I enjoyed to play well of course and and then and went from there so uh, I guess at, at a young age I, I was growing up in Australia watching Greg Norman uh, play quite well and uh, and I didn't know what that what it meant but at 12 I was looking to become a professional golfer. Uh, and then beyond that, you know, I continued to play other sports. And probably about 14, I, I was starting to uh, really have a strong passion for it. And, and every opportunity I had, I was on the golf course and practicing and competing. Uh, and then I just progressed through the amateur ranks. And, and then from there, uh, I knew I always wanted to be around golf in, uh, in some aspect. And uh, you know, I certainly wanted to pursue a playing career, but I always loved to, even at a young age, start to uh, talk about the golf swing and how to improve and hit different shots, and I think that, uh, I guess, love for understanding the game uh, has, has now led to me, uh, in, in more recent years, uh, love my coaching and, and helping others, and, and again, still loving the game. So then, um, what actually, when you when you got to the United States, um, how did that happen and you know how did you kind of stick and then transfer from playing the game then into starting coaching then yeah uh, uh, there was uh, a young guy by the name of James McLean uh, another Australian who as a freshman at Minnesota won the NCAA championships so all of a sudden a lot of the coaches realized there's probably more uh, young young golfers boys and girls uh, in Australia that might be, I guess, uh, having some talent. Uh, and at the time, Adam Scott and Aaron Baddeley were, were coming to, uh, I guess, the world stage uh, in amateur golf. So uh, anyway, I, I was offered uh, a position and accepted uh, a scholarship at the University of Illinois. Uh, so that's how I first came to the States and I had a great time there and I was under the, the guidance of uh, my last three years, uh, Coach Mike Small. And and uh, it's been great to see how the program has progressed, and I, I learned a lot from him uh, in the in the program and the, in the competition uh, from from traveling in the states. And uh, you know, I had, had a love for for the people here that I met, and uh, and the country, and certainly you know the, the Illinois area and Chicago in particular. So um, so from there, I I've been uh, through the PGA system, and and I, I took a contract also in in the Middle East in Abu Dhabi Golf Club, and. And, uh, and now I've uh, followed my, my love uh, and my, now my, my wife uh, back to Chicago. And um, so I've been coaching here uh, full-time in the last three years So uh, and, and plans to stay here permanently with a young family 
just started and and uh um, yeah so it's uh i guess that's that's how i got into the the industry and and then uh, now over over to chicago as, as a permanent home so before we get into the RoboGolf Pro, can you talk a little bit about um, that experience of playing for Mike Small and a program like Illinois? Because it, it seems somewhat ironic for a, a Midwest state like Illinois to have a program like um, Mike Small's and then also to even have Northwestern here uh, with Pat Goss and his team. It seems like we have some really good uh, collegiate teams, Big Ten teams. Um, what was that like to play in that type of an arena in, you know, the Big Ten and, uh, you know, growing up at that age? Well, it was great, and I, I didn't probably appreciate it uh, as, as much as I, I would have at the time uh, as, a, as a kid, I guess. But, but now I look back and I realize how much I did learn uh, as, as a young man and, uh, and, and certainly as a, a golfer and, and, and I use a lot of the things I learned in my my coaching now, and uh, you know, just for Pat Goss and and uh, and, and Coach Small, you know, they've done a wonderful job. They're, they're great guys. Uh, they're passionate about their coaching and, and wanting genuinely to to get their players to play well and, and have a good education. And uh, I think that that uh, guidance and leadership uh, encourages a lot of kids that already you know, have some talent, of course. Uh, and they're probably at a, at a great start with their local coaches, where they where they grew up, or in, in support from their parents. But uh, they, especially, I obviously talk with with, with coach uh, Small, but uh, but even Pat, you know, when I when I did come across him in an event, uh, they were just good guys, and uh, they they knew what they were talking about, and they uh, had good technical knowledge, but they knew how to to uh, get the best out of their players and 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 teach the correct methods to to play, uh, but uh, but certainly again provide the correct environment, uh, and and sometimes as, as as we know in golf, you know confidence is key, and 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 I, I found that the coach Small was able to to know when to push, when we need to be pushed, and maybe you know pulled aside and you know have a chat when things were it was not feeling feeling right. So you know we we were fortunate to uh, after a little bit of success to start to play against some of the biggest schools in the south and. Uh, and, and then from that success, I think again a little bit of confidence and uh, you know, continued experience. You know, the the, the, uh, the Midwest schools, in particular, you know, Illinois now are a, a consistent contender. Uh, so obviously that attracts some better players uh, from out from out the country. I, I just saw that the coach Small has recruited a few from uh, some of the warmer states. So uh, I think in, in, before he arrived, it would have been a lot tougher to to probably attract that. So again, I, uh, my coaching now, I, I, uh, and certainly when I still play a little bit, uh, certainly I'm still using uh, a lot of stuff I learned uh, from that experience. So you've mentioned um, confidence quite a bit, and um, it's, it, I think it's a great segue into talking about the Robo Golf Pro uh, because of the fact that it's such a unique training tool or unique coaching aid. Um, something that you're certified with. Can you talk a little bit about what is the RoboGolf Pro and um, you know how do you go about using it in, in teaching people to learn how to play the game? Well, for those that, that haven't come across it yet or or have seen it even, uh, this RoboGolf Pro is a robotic swing trainer that the coach would program uh, a golf club to be moved by... Uh, six arms attached to to a robot, 
uh, machine. And basically the student, instead of interpreting what they may have read or what the coach has said, they hang on to the club and is moved through different positions uh, and then a, a smooth, consistent swing uh, so the student can feel what they, they need to do in, in a golf swing. So some people it's a drastic change and some people it's a subtle change but really important to make that change. So uh, I guess the, the, the key thing is you get that, that feel from which you can go away and practice uh, correctly. Uh, you know, the old saying of perfect practice makes perfect rather than just practice makes perfect. Uh, and as far as confidence and, and, and having belief, I, I guess, you know, golf is frustrating, you know, flat out. And, uh, and, and I say to my students, I don't mind if you get frustrated, but, but I, I don't want you to be frustrated moving forward, not knowing your plan. You know, golf shots can be frustrating at the time, but uh, if, if someone knows exactly the, the feel and movement that they need to be doing, uh, as, as correctly diagnosed by the coach that we're using, the, the RoboGolf Pro, uh, they can be confident moving forward and, uh, and then closer and closer to the correct movement because the robot, uh, being a machine, is uh, very consistent, obviously, with, with every movement uh, in, the, in the practice that we, we have on it rather than, uh, and it's still obviously effective, if I jump in in a more traditional lesson before the RoboGolf Pro, if I'm moving and guiding people uh, you know, even for me, I, I try to be obviously as precise as I can be, but there is a little bit of that human error. Uh, they can get people very close, but um, it might not get them there as fast or as accurately. So in that very early uh, cognitive stage of, of a change, so when people are, are needing to understand uh, and think about a different movement, if it's you know needed in their golf swing, uh, it really helps them to uh, get that correct movement uh, and and get them improving faster. So it's been it's been great. I've, I've had a lot of people flying in from all over the country, and some people visiting from overseas uh, because because it's new, it's, it's exciting, uh, and and some people just love love to experience it because it's cool. But uh, beyond that, it's obviously you know we want to be effective in having them go away as better golfers, uh, or at least have a better plan and understanding of their golf swing. And uh, so it's, it's fun to see you know, people enjoy the game a bit bit more and uh, and play better golf, of course. I believe there are, um, you could correct me if I'm wrong, I think there's uh, 12 locations for the RoboGolf Pro in North America. Yeah, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been great to see. I, I started out in Chicago, one of the first locations here in, in North America, and, and uh, Pebble Beach uh, purchased and, and, and have a, a robot there. So when you've got a, a course and an, an academy like Pebble Beach uh, purchasing uh, for themselves, that you know, obviously has been great for uh, validation of of the uh, the teaching um, effectiveness. So beyond that, you know, other academies have now purchased it. Uh, there's, there's some private uh, purchases as well. Uh, Vaughan Taylor, uh, who, who's been a great play in the past, I, I know he made the Ryder Cup there, you know, a handful of years ago, and he's had a bit of a, a drop in his play, uh, and then and he's recently purchased one for himself and. Um, and I think you know, his, his improvement uh, in the recent years, uh, last couple of years, uh, has really been helped again. Probably for him, again, you know, a little bit of improvement, a bit of clarity in, in what he needs to be doing, and then a bit of belief. So, uh, yeah, so it's great to see the, the success of it. You know, I, uh, again, been, been through all the initial stages of, of, uh, of seeing it being launched uh, here in, in the States, and, and uh, I think it'll be just a matter of time uh, where it'll 
you know, 12 turns into you know, 24 and, and, then, and then more more and more. I know another player that is, uh, um, I believe, is involved with RoboGolf Pro and, and owns one or at least has at one of his tr- training facilities is David Toms, who had a um, uh, top 10 recently, actually a second place finish at the Sanderson Farms just uh, a couple of weeks ago. So how does it work, um, you know, obviously with younger players, uh, players new to the game, um, RoboGolf Pro is, is a fantastic way to learn because it's all, like you said, it's a, a more of a feel process instead of a um, uh, sort of strategic. How is it with more advanced players? How do you like teaching advanced players with the RoboGolf Pro? Well, it's great. I mean, it's always, always uh, an enjoyable thing to work with a, a better player. You know, I've had a few of my uh, former college teammates in and fellow professionals in, as well as some really strong amateurs. And uh, sometimes they need the smallest little adjustment uh, that they just can't quite feel or work out. So uh, even that small adjustment can make you know a big difference in, in their game. So uh, now the tendency, if someone's more experienced, they can probably get it, uh, get the movement or get the feeling a little faster. Uh, maybe it's, it's just a couple of swings. So uh, again, it's 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 fun, and you know, even for the beginner, I actually saw a video of I think it was Tiger Woods. He was making comment of uh, the uh, I guess the success in Korea. There's a lot of young uh, talent coming out of there, and he, he had mentioned that you know, there's these schools where they just swing indoors uh, for for months, and and I'm sure they use teaching aids and, and video over there, and uh, and. And from there, they, they haven't even got to the, really the driving range or, or the, the golf course until you know they've got this competent movement. And uh, I think what the robot uh, does is provide that uh, for a beginner. It, it provides them a, a great start. It gives them the correct movement. Uh, now, the robot, what, what's unique about it, and I think a lot of people, when they first look at it, maybe shy away from it, uh, the robot can create any swing that, that is needed. So it would match any body type or... Uh, someone has a, a maybe a lack of flexibility, um, then it, it can make any sort of movement. So for anyone starting out, if it's you know I had a nine-year-old on there the other day that that barely played, uh, and then I've had some that that have played at a very high level. Uh, you can you can get the correct movement straight away, and uh, so rather than that bit of trial and error and uh, and moving forward with a couple of seasons or more with with some, maybe some errors that are hard to untrain. Uh, it's just giving you that, that I guess, that, that quality head start. So um, anyway, it's you know, golf's still difficult. It's not as if you you go straight to the course and you you're you know ready for the tour. But uh, you know, it sure does again give you a pretty good head start as a beginner, and and hopefully a bit of a, a clarity uh, or, or a little adjustment for a better player that's just lost their way. So one of the things that uh, Chicago golfers always have to deal with, obviously, is the weather and the fact that our Golf season can be somewhat restricted depending upon the length of winter. And uh, with having a RoboGolf Pro downtown in the city of Chicago, kind of presents a unique opportunity. What do you, um, you know, how do you work with people in the off season? Is that uh, is that a good time to be sort of uh, working on the game with the RoboGolf Pro inside, or, or do you get more people sort of finding you during the middle of the season? What do you typically see, or is it spread out throughout the year? It's spread out, uh, but you know, if I was going to have a, an ideal coaching strategy, would be to have people maybe enjoy a, a little bit of the the fall festivities, 
especially with Thanksgiving coming up and certainly Halloween just passed, uh, to, to enjoy that time and uh, reflect on how this season went. Uh, I think the seasons here are great as far as breaking up the season uh, of golf, but it's a great time to reflect and, and sometimes it, you know people uh, just need to maintain what they've done this year. You know they've played really nicely, or some people might might feel like they've they've not played to their full potential. So uh, coming in you know now before for the uh, the holidays uh, and certainly you know our good old uh, New Year's resolution, it's, it's the best time for me to make more serious, especially technical changes is the off-season when you're not playing uh, the cognitive stage of learning uh, when you are thinking a lot doesn't mesh well when you're going out to play. Ideally, you get up there, you have you know, maybe a good pre-shot routine, uh, you know, good visual cues and, and just swing away and hopefully your technique is good. So if you are working on your technique, uh, if we get a small change or maybe a bigger one during the winter, hopefully then by the spring uh, and hopefully having a a warmer spring uh, next year. Uh, hopefully by then you're ready to play, and, and that's where I would you know, start to do some uh, on-course uh, coaching, ideally, uh, and, and do some skills uh, testing, uh, so you can hopefully transition that that learned technical competence over the, the the break, and actually turn it into some good scores. Because it's you know it's nice to have a good swing, but you've got to get the ball in the hole. So uh, certainly, if someone comes to me in the middle of the season. Uh, and they're looking to start golf or, or make a change, of course, I'm, we, we, we assess whatever we need to do and, and make the best of it. But, uh, but again, the off-season is great, and, and being downtown uh, in the loop here in Chicago, uh, it's very, very easy to access for those that are working uh, or even public transport you know, from the, the, the surrounds. So it's a, it's a great setup, and uh, it's, it's fun to work with those and, again, see some great results for them uh, for the next year. Do you have a, uh, a tip, like a, a, I guess a go-to tip that you see people and when they find out that you're um, a PGA professional and a teaching professional, do you have a go-to tip that you give golfers, especially Chicago golfers, when they're kind of in the off-season leading into the next season? Is there something that you say, hey, think about this, you know, as you're starting off your new season? Is there, you know, sort of one sort of thing that you like to share with people? Well, I, you know, I would tell my students or, or anyone else, I guess, that asks, uh, you included, that even if you can't get out to play, uh, go to an indoor facility, uh, if you just keep swinging. Now, you might not even need a club. You know, sometimes a wooden spoon, if you grab that, and some of my more dedicated students or uh, fanatics, maybe is the word, uh, just, just having a golf club uh, in your house, if you've got room, you're not going to break anything. Uh, if you can just keep swinging, uh, one of the key things for me is balance. Uh, if you have balance with your body, you, you can have a chance to control your golf club uh, and, and then obviously the, the, the club face if you're trying to hit the ball well and, and straight. So uh, one of the things that, that I would encourage people to do is, uh, is, is work on their balance uh, while swinging. So that could be one or two little exercises, have your feet completely together, golfing posture, swinging backwards and forwards without stopping. Uh, so finish the, the follow-through and straight back through, backwards and forwards, maybe about 10 reps. Uh, what that can do is, uh, without thinking too much, uh, keeps you in balance, uh, keeps a flowing swing. In golf, it's very easy. If you're starting to work on some technique, you think about positions, and uh, obviously you want to go beyond that and swing uh, through the position. So swing backwards and forwards with the feet together, or 
uh, a very common exercise that, that is very effective is standing on your lead leg. So your, if you're a right hander on your left leg, pull your right foot slightly back and barely any weight uh, on that back foot. And again, swing backwards and forwards, try to keep uh, that uh, in posture. And again, if you're swinging backwards and forwards, your muscles, your brain is still keeping active. Uh, and again, balance, if you can have good balance, then you've got a pretty good chance of, of playing to the best of your ability. Well, that's great. Great tip. Thank you. Um, so last question. Uh, I'd love to get your thoughts on um, your favorite places to play. So I'd like to get a, a course, say, from your home. So I know you mentioned you played Royal Melbourne before. I don't know if that would be it. And then a course or two here in the Chicagoland area that you really love to play. Yeah, I, I was very fortunate to, uh, to to play at Royal Melbourne. Uh, for those that, that don't don't know uh, the course, uh, it's uh, beautifully manicured. It's an Alistair McKenzie design, and it's uh, it's a little more of a link style course. So, you, so depending on uh, how the wind is playing, uh, it, it can really affect. You can have a different golf course. Uh, Every, you know, from the morning to the afternoon, let alone day to day. But the conditions are always wonderful. It's you have to be very creative in, in the different shots that you have to play. It's a little different than the, maybe your more traditional uh, American course, where the the edge of the greens are, are closely mown, uh, and they will uh, usually go down into collection areas. So uh, again, you probably have to be a bit more creative uh, with your short game, uh, and, and I enjoy that. But uh, again, a lot of great history there. Uh, when I did play there, they had the President's Cup. So I think I think that's maybe the only, only time that the internationals have won that. So that was kind of fun. But, uh, but in Chicago land area, I mean, you mentioned a short season, but, you know, we're not short of golf courses here. You know, some phenomenal golf courses. Uh, I think probably the toughest is, is Butler, Butler National. Uh, usually wonderful conditions. You know, hosted professional events uh, a few years back. Um, and uh, I, guess I haven't played it yet, but but I've heard great things about Mistwood. They've, they've, they've done some great work down there, uh, made some changes and usually great conditions. And, uh, and I actually coach uh, uh, outdoors when, when the weather is nice at Glencoe Golf Club and uh, be remiss of me not to mention them. I think the, the greens there are always fantastic. I've played some, some of the great uh, country clubs here in the area uh, and they, they're all very good courses. But you know, I find that Glencoe, their, their greens are, are outstanding. So... Uh, I have a lot of people there uh, that that come up and, and have a great time there. So uh, again, you've got a, a great array of courses in the area, and um, which is great, you know, for juniors you know, starting out to have the quality of courses in the area. It's wonderful, and and uh, and even those that are living here or traveling, you know, you can play a number of different courses, public, you know, even to the private. So uh, again, it's just nice to have a slightly longer season as we did uh, to, this year to to enjoy them. This has been the Chicago Golf Report podcast. Visit chicagogolfreport.com right now for exclusive discount offers, Chicago golf news, and in-depth event listings.